0: Hi, I'm John Scleros, and I'm pleased to be talking today to Professor Damien Griffin, who is Professor of Orthopaedic Surgery at the University of Warwick in the United Kingdom. Damien is an internationally recognised expert in the management of hip problems in young, active people. He and his colleagues have just published the Warwick Agreement in BJSM, and this is an international consensus statement on the management of femoroacetabular impingement. So, Damien, could you give, you give me a quick
1: overview of the aim of the consensus? Hi, John. Yes, very happy to tell you about this. We're very excited about it. Um, the paper that we've just published is the result of a consensus-building process about femoracetabular impingement, or FAI. Now, you know FAI is this condition in which the ball and the socket of the hip don't really fit together properly. And so they rub and this causes damage inside the hip and it causes pain and we think it probably causes osteoarthritis but it's fairly newly recognised it's something that perhaps surgeons, doctors uh, physiotherapists have only been thinking about for about 10 years and we felt that it was time to sit down and try to clarify exactly what we meant by this condition and to begin to lay out some simple guidelines as to how patients should be investigated and treated. So we did this by bringing together 22 uh, expert clinicians from a variety of different specialties uh, from all over the world. Uh, We had a patient with us as well who'd had experience of being treated for this problem Uh, and we set up a series of questions and we sought to find consensus on the answers to each of those questions. Uh, We did use evidence as well, Uh, we uh, had worked through the literature in the months before our consensus meeting and built systematic reviews on each of these questions and we used those as our starting point uh, but we didn't use that as the end, we really wanted to use the experience of all those different people with different perspectives and different opinions and try to find the points of agreement between us.
0: Okay so the first question that you set the faculty is What is FAI syndrome?
1: So John, I think this is a really important part of what we've done. We've really set up a new term, FAI syndrome, to define the sort of patients we're talking about. So FAI syndrome is a motion related clinical disorder of the hip, which is characterised by a triad of symptoms, clinical signs and imaging findings. And you have to have all three to have FAI syndrome. And we think it represents a symptomatic premature contact between the proximal femur and the acetabulum. Now, John, this is new because up until now, FAI was sometimes considered to be something you could see on an X-ray or on a scan. What we're saying here is that we are interested in the, uh, uh, in the clinical problem of FAI syndrome. And it's a clinical problem because it's painful. These patients have pain. And so there's no question here. This is not something you can diagnose on an x-ray alone. It's something which is a clinical diagnosis that presents with pain. OK, so the second
0: question that you put, the, uh, to, put to the faculty was, how should FAI syndrome be
1: diagnosed? So as I've said, you've got to meet three criteria. Uh, symptoms, clinical signs and imaging findings in order to diagnose FAI syndrome. Symptoms? Well, the primary symptom of FAI syndrome is motion or position related pain in the hip or groin. Now, patients may describe pain in their back or buttock or thigh as well. In other words, it might radiate or be felt in other places. Um, but it's the hip and groin pain which is key. In addition uh, to pain, patients may also describe clicking, catching, locking, stiffness restricted range of motion, or giving way. So a variety of other mechanical symptoms in addition to the pain. Secondly, clinical signs. Now we don't think that diagnosis of FAI syndrome depends on a single clinical sign. There's no pathognomonic sign. Uh, Many different signs have been described and are used in clinical practice. So hip impingement tests are probably the most commonly used and they do usually reproduce patients' typical pain. The most frequently used of these is the FADIR test which is like a scour test or quadrant test Um, and it's important to understand that this is sensitive but not specific. In addition there's also often a limited range of hip motion, typically restricted internal rotation inflection. And then the third criterion is diagnostic imaging findings. So we recommend that if you think that your patient might have FAI syndrome then you should do an AP radiograph of the pelvis uh, and usually a lateral femoral neck view of the symptomatic hip. And through these you'll be able to get an overview of the hips, identify CAM or pincer morphologies and also make sure that there's no other cause of the hip pain. Now in many patients uh, some further imaging is going to be appropriate to get a better idea of hip morphology, and also to look for damage to the articular cartilage or the labrum. Now this further imaging would be cross-sectional imaging, either CT scan or MRI. And there are different advantages, uh, pros and cons, for using a CT scan, a plain MR, or an MR with arthrography. We don't think that these cross-sectional images are absolutely essential to making the diagnosis but they usually will be necessary to plan treatment. Your third question
0: is, uh, what is the appropriate treatment of FAI syndrome?
1: So this was quite difficult because we had in the room people from a variety of different disciplines who all have different ideas about how we should treat it. But what we did settle down on are that there are three tracks that your patient could follow. A conservative care track... Uh, rehabilitation or surgery. So by conservative care I mean education, watchful waiting, uh, lifestyle and activity modifications and also sometimes uh, oral uh, painkillers typically anti-inflammatory medicines or intra-articular injections typically steroid into the hip joint. Uh, Rehabilitation would usually be led by a physiotherapist or delivered by a physiotherapist And we think that this would aim to improve hip stability, uh, neuromuscular control, strength, range of movement and movement patterns. And then finally surgery, which could be open surgery or arthroscopic or keyhole surgery, um, aims to change hip morphology to make the ball fit the socket better and also to repair damaged tissue, typically the articular cartilage and the labrum. Now a very uh, key point of the consensus was that we felt that good management of patients with FAI syndrome, and particularly the wide variety of patients that we see, uh, requires the availability of all of these approaches. So ideally a patient would be treated in a multidisciplinary environment where there are experts working together who can deliver all of these different treatment strategies and they can choose, in conjunction with the patient, which treatment strategy is best for them.
0: Great. Question four, that was, what is the prognosis of FAI syndrome?
1: So, John, this is the question that we're asked more than any other by our patients. They want to know, can I get better? Can I get back to what I love to do? Uh, which is often activity and sport. And I think our consensus is that uh, the answer to that is usually yes. That with appropriate treatment, patients with FAI syndrome do find that their symptoms improve. And we have some pretty good evidence that that's the case in the short to medium term over, shall we say, up to five or even potentially ten years. We're also pretty confident that without treatment, patients with FAI syndrome gradually get worse. They do not get better spontaneously by themselves. The long-term outlook, shall we say beyond 10 years, 20, 30 years into the future, is really unknown. We just don't have any information on that at the moment. It does look as if having some types of FAI, particularly the CAM shape, is associated with subsequently developing hip osteoarthritis. So increasingly it looks as if that's an important risk factor to developing osteoarthritis. What we don't know is whether treatment of FAI syndrome will make any difference to the risk of osteoarthritis of the hip later in life. So at the moment, our recommendation is that decisions about treatment should be based on improving the patient's current symptoms and enabling them to get back to the life they want to live, including activity and sport, now rather than planning treatment on the basis of preventing arthritis 20 or 30 years in the future.
0: Still with the focus on outcomes, uh, the fifth question that the faculty considered was this. How should someone with an asymptomatic hip
1: with CAM or pincer morphology be managed? So John, this is a, a, a small area, but a really tricky one. Let me give you a scenario. Imagine a young man who's a professional footballer, has a diagnosis of femoris impingement with a painful right hip. Uh, That's treated, shall we say, with arthroscopic surgery and he gets better. Now the left hip has never been painful, but incidentally when we were examining him and doing investigations and scans we saw that he had a similar shape on the left side. Should he have that treated? Well, our consensus was that the evidence that's available is nowhere near strong enough to support that as a routine uh, approach. In other words asymptomatic or painless hips should not be treated. Now there may be some circumstances particularly in professional sport and in people who are very high risk because of their activity or the shape of their hips uh, or even where screening using scanning of articular cartilage demonstrates ongoing damage where we might think about treatment but for the vast majority of people, painless, asymptomatic hips do not meet the criteria for FAI syndrome and should not be subject to treatment. Looking to the future, Damien, uh, your
0: last question that you considered uh, with the faculty was what what research is now needed?
1: Well, John, you can see that uh, there are many open questions still, and we think that there needs to be a huge international effort to explore this problem and to uh, define it better. Uh, Certainly we need to get a better understanding of etiology. Uh, One of the the big questions there, for example, is why do some people develop these hip shapes? Uh, There is a question as to whether uh, a lot of uh, heavy load activity in particular critical periods of childhood might be important. So we need to understand that better. Why do some people with the shape develop symptoms and some do not? What is the prognosis of FAI syndrome? What would happen if we didn't do anything? And then what is the effectiveness of treatment? How do different treatments stack up? Which ones should we use for which patients? And on that latter point, the good news is that there is some research beginning to be done. Uh, We identified six trials going on around the world. Uh, The one that I'm most familiar with is that that we're running here in the UK, led from Warwick, called the FASHION trial where we're comparing arthroscopic surgery with a strategy of physiotherapy-led rehabilitation. We call it personalised hip therapy. And that study and some of the others will be reporting in the next year or so. And from those, we should be able to find out the answer to the question of whether, for example, arthroscopic surgery works better, the same, or worse than uh, physiotherapy-led rehabilitation. And then we gave some, uh, in the paper, we gave some uh, guidance to future researchers as to the sorts of outcome measures that they might use. And so hopefully we're all going to be talking the same language by reporting our studies using the same instruments.
0: Thank you, Damien. I know that there was a lot of constructive debate that went into considering those six questions uh, and they, obviously, the outcome of that uh, led into the consensus statement that has uh, been called the Warwick, uh, Warwick Agreement. Um, but perhaps now we could turn to the future and tell us how you think that this consensus is going to work in practice.
1: Well, I think I and, and all of my collaborators hope that we will be able to um, simplify the field. By laying out this new term, FAI syndrome, we're making it crystal clear that we are talking about patients who present with pain. We're not talking about something which is um, identified on a scan or spotted on an X-ray. By making it clear that we're talking about patients who present with pain, we're making it clear that we are talking about people whose lives are badly affected by this problem, uh, people who really do look for to us some form of treatment. I hope now that we'll be able to start from this foundation that we've laid down in the consensus and build upon it with future research to get much better at helping these patients and enabling them to get back to the lives they want to lead, to the activities and the sports that they love. Uh, That's what all of us are in it for uh, and I very much uh, hope that this consensus will make it easier for patients and clinicians alike to uh, move in the direction of making those patients better. Professor Griffin, thank you very much. Thank you, John.